0: you're listening to an audio sermon by pastor bernard milder from household of christ we trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the word of god i want to share a message the jesus way and when you have to talk about the jesus way the standard is so high because isaiah teaches us that god's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways so even when you want to talk about love and you want to talk about the Jesus way, it's, it's like pointing to the stars. You can point people in the right direction, but to really talk about the love of Christ, you need a full understanding and revelation of God's love. And I think most of us, our, our love, even when we talk about unconditional love, there's often a lot of conditions to our love. Am I talking to the right people here? Isaiah says, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Whatever we think, whatever we imagine, God is going to do more. God is going to exceed your greatest expectation. When we talk about God's ways, I want to make this statement that God chooses grace rather than works so that no man should boast. So even if you're a Christian that's been walking God for a long time and you're getting it right, it's just the grace of God. Amen? It's just the grace of God. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes, and say, The Jesus Way. When we talk about the Jesus Way, it involves humility and sincerity of heart. You know, the, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. I mean, I asked early on the service, who got offended already in 2024? And the majority raised their hands. It means somebody just upset you already. And you want to start the hear the Jesus way. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say with a big smile, the Jesus way. So, when we talk about the Jesus way, there's a lot of things that I can say, but John 10, verse 10 says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that they might have life and life in abundance. So, the devil's way is to kill, steal, and destroy, but the Jesus way is to bring life and life in abundance superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. Amen. When we try and live the Jesus way, this always helping, always bringing life. It's impossible to do that without the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. So are you ready to align yourself with the Jesus way so that we can finish strong in 2024? Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. And I'm going to read from verse 14. Let us pray. Precious Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that even as your people open their hearts, let them hear your voice upon my voice, O oh Father. Touch and change hearts, O oh Father. Lift up spirits to where you are. Give us strength in our inner man, that this word would change us, O oh Lord, so that we can be one with the difference, O oh Father, to show a more excellent way in the world. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. This 14 says, Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You have to show grace because you need grace. You need to show forgiveness and give forgiveness because you need forgiveness. Show mercy because you need mercy. The Bible says Jesus is our high priest that holds on to the confession. What confession is that? Is that the confession of everything that you've done wrong? No. The confession of, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. This is one of the biggest challenges for even for Christians. To confess what you believe and not to confess what you see, what you feel, what you experience. Turn to the person next to you say, I'm going to tell somebody about this. This is not for me, but I know somebody that needs this. Most of our problems, most of our problems, our challenges that we face are tongue problems. The Bible says Job, the oldest book in the Bible, he said when he went through the toughest time in his life, some people don't like to read Job because Job went through such a tough time in his life, but the Bible says in Job 2 that he never sinned with his mouth. That means Through everything that he went, the pain, the suffering, his friends rebuking him, his wife saying things. He never sinned with his mouth once. What an accusation. If you've never sinned with your mouth, just double blink at me. (laughs) But what a challenge. Never sinned with his mouth Never once said the wrong thing. That means when he was going through pain, he said, Jesus, you are good. And when everything was great, he said, Jesus, you are good. In the hard times and in the good times, his confession stayed the same. He confessed what he believed. Sometimes it's our words that causes the most problems for us. Can I see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here? Especially in the age that we are living, we are so quick. We are very opinionated. We just see something on the internet and we want to go and make a comment. Give our view. Say something. But these things are very serious for God. What we confess and what we say, sometimes we just say something loosely and we think, I can say it. And it has a serious impact on you. This is what happened to Miriam the oldest sister of Moses. Do you know the story? You know, we're we 27 cultures here. They had a, a multicultural wedding in their family, which Miriam and Aaron obviously didn't know about. You know, the Bible says Moses married an Ethiopian woman. And then they got together. They were unhappy. They were fighting with him about that. I've been at some Labola negotiations. Inter- multicultural things are very complicated. Amen? I know I've counseled some of you. I know. It's potato, potato, tomato, tomato. My pastor says, my pastor says. My family says, my family says. And here was maybe a situation where they could have had a family meeting and as the older sister... She could have said, listen, we just want to talk about this. But then she got to a place where she said, listen here, do you think only you can hear God? So we don't know that Moses says, God said, this is my wife, but we can from that just understand that he believed with all his heart that this was the wife that God gave him. Am I talking to the right people here this morning? And she just makes the comment and says, do you think only you can hear from God? I can also hear from God. Little Moses, remember, who, who's the one who put you in the Nile River? Who's the one who looked after you? Who's the one? And God says, it's unacceptable. In the family setup, yes, handle it, but now you're talking against my prophet. And she became a leper. And many people, through loose comments, not understanding spiritual things, have become lepers in the spirit through a loose comment that you've made. Turn to the person next. You say the Jesus way is tough. Say it's difficult. But full provision has been made in Jesus. Family, listen to me. We are all weak when it comes to spiritual things. But full provision has been made for us in Jesus Christ. We have a friend in the Holy Spirit that's here to help us. Moses is a type of Christ. When I was preparing for this and God dropped this message in my heart, and after I was finished preparing this, I thought, God, if we preach it, we have to live it. This is a tough message. It's a tough message. James 1 verse 26 says, if someone believes they have a relationship with God but fails to guard his words, then his heart is drifting away and his religion is shallow and empty. I'm not preaching. I'm, not, I'm just reading a scripture, the Passion Translation. So if we cannot control this, it means, yes, something not right. Because if this is full of love, this will be love that will come out. The new King James says, he deceives his heart. Deceives his heart. Turn to the person next to you, say there is hope. Turn to the person on the other side, say there is hope. So Christians, God has set us free. We've been set free. We, we can walk in the liberty that's in Christ Jesus. We've got the gift of discernment. You can discern things. But Paul writes to the Galatians in Galatians 5, verse 13. He says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another... Beware lest you be consumed by one another. Be careful what you say because your words can bite and hurt somebody. The Jesus way is not to bite, the Jesus way is to build up and to encourage. Turn to the person next to you, say one with a difference. The enemy knows what defiles a man is not what goes in. The offense that comes to you when you're offended, that does not defile you. You can run to Jesus and say, help me. It's when that offense is in your heart, the things that come out, that's the thing that defiles. Who of you have ever said something that you wish you had never said? Everybody. The Jesus way is when you get offended not to respond. The good news is we don't always get it right. When I look at scripture, even the most prominent disciples didn't get it right. When somebody has done something or said something wrong, the way you respond can be worse. Just listen to me. If somebody has said something that's wrong, To you, the way you respond can be worse. Turn to the person next, you put a big smile on your face and say the Jesus way. (laughs) Don't get all sad on me here. (laughs) You know, the disciples, they're around Jesus in the garden, busy praying. And suddenly Judas appears out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Coming to betray Jesus. Jesus even says, Have you come to betray me? And the disciple says, Should we draw our swords? Have you read that in Luke 22? They come to him and say, They're coming for, the, for Jesus. They say, Are we going to fight them? Are we going to draw the sword? They're still asking if they should draw their swords. Peter's got his sword out. Fah! Chops up a guy's ear. Are you the one that asks Jesus, should we do it? Or are you the one who chops off the ear and later on asks for forgiveness for chopping off the ear? (laughs) We don't have to defend Jesus. Jesus is defending us. You know what's the irony here? Jesus saves Peter's life. Peter is the rock. Just think for one minute. He's the one who had the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the one who walks on water. And here the next minute, he's chopping off somebody's ear. Have you had a spiritual high with Jesus? Sunday service, worship where you've got goosebumps, liver shivers, And then you drive out here and you lose it completely before you're home? Am I talking to the right people here? You know what Jesus did? When he chopped off that soldier's ear, it meant execution. It means Peter's going to die. You know what Jesus did? He took the ear and he healed the man's ear. He removed all evidence that there was that the man had lost his ear so that Peter would not die. That's what God has done for all of us. You know what Peter did in the next chapter directly after that? He betrayed Jesus. He says, I don't know him. That the rooster had to cry. Turn to the person next to you. Put that extra nice smile on and say the Jesus way. The Jesus way is when you mess up, you run to Jesus. Jesus came to heal, not to destroy. Not to kill, not to steal, not to destroy. Luke 17, verse 1, one of my favorite scriptures. Offense will come to every one. That means not one of us here are bulletproof against offense offense will come to everyone. You entered into this new year believing it's going to be a great year, going to walk in the peace and the love of God, and you've already got offended. Don't say how many times. Offense will come to everybody. But let offense become your friend. Let it be the very thing that causes you to run to God and not run away from God. Say, God, I'm offended again. Help me that I'm not so sensitive. Help me, Lord, that I don't overprocess things. Some of you don't get offended. You get offended when you're on your own and you start thinking about what was said during the day. And then you get. Did he really say that? What did she now mean through that? Was that offense will come to everybody. Don't get offended when people reject Jesus don't get offended when people reject Jesus you know in the book of Luke chapter 9 I'm giving you disciple examples because I know you are all disciples of Jesus Jesus says to them we are going to Jerusalem go and prepare a place for me here they walk into Samaria Samaritan says sorry we don't want you Jews here get away how Jesus gave us an instruction to find him a place and now you're saying no Jesus do you know who you're talking about do you know who Jesus is what does James and John say they come to Jesus they say do you want us to call down fire on them like Elijah did you know sometimes we want to kill steal and destroy and we like to quote scripture to justify what we are doing. Being very spiritual. Remember, this is what the great prophet did. Whose bones raised people from the dead. We just want to do what he did, Jesus. Can we call down fire? Am I talking to the right people here? Have you had some people you'd like to call fire down on? Don't raise your hand. That person parking on your parking spot for the fifth time. Hmm? Person just taking your pen on your desk that you're always looking for, or your stapler. Or well, you know what's that thing that that one person is really just. And Jesus says to them, You don't know what kind of spirit you're operating in. You want to kill, steal, and destroy. I've not come to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come to bring life and life in abundance. turn to the person next to you, smile at them and say the Jesus way. Can I just say, when your heart is to consume people with fire, get a Jesus opinion. Amen? Get a Jesus opinion. Don't get spiritual and say, Elijah did it. I'm just being like one of the great prophets. He did it, so I'm going to do it. And justify your actions. Jesus came and he said, I've got a new way, I've got a better way. Of doing things. The Jesus way is not to destroy lives but to save lives. You know, it's easy to criticize. It's easy to criticize. But God has called us to be one with the difference. The Son of Man did not come to destroy lives, but He's come to bring life and life in abundance. Jesus said to him, Let's just move on to another village. He says, The time will come when you'll be filled with my Holy Spirit of love, and you'll go back to Samaria. And when you're back in Samaria, then you'll be able to preach to them because then you'll have the love of God on the inside. But first wait. Acts 1 verse 8, wait until you've received power, then go to Jerusalem. It says then when you go, you won't go in your own strength, but you'll go in the power of the Holy Spirit. You'll be able to love those that are different than you. Not for us just to, to see his works, but to learn his ways. According to Galatians 5, verse 22, the fruits of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Verse 22, and those who are, are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us then also walk in the Spirit. Verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another one another can I say that when we walk in the spirit we won't provoke people you know what is provoking people it's that red button you know red button who of you know you've got a red button you know what's a red button a red button is that thing that gets you angry in three seconds it's that when you don't even think. It's, it, it, other disciples are still asking Jesus questions, and you've got your sword out chopping off ears. Jesus said, I want to show you the Jesus way. And in Matthew 5, verse 43, he says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. He says, this is the way that everybody does it. Am I talking to the right people here? He says, you've heard, you shall lo- hate your enemy, love your neighbor. But I say to you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. He says, stop finding fault the whole time and show them the more excellent way. That's the Jesus way. Anybody can criticize Anybody can point the finger and say, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Many times when we do that, we find ourselves under the law. Because that's what the law does. The law will always tell you what you're doing wrong. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But when you're under grace and you're led by the Holy Spirit, it will show you what is the correct way. How many times do we build up with our words? And how many times have we ripped things apart with our words? This is the cause of most of our problems. The Jesus way is to control this. Not sweet water on a Sunday worshiping God and bitter water during the week flowing out. But let our Sunday words and our weak words line up and be the same. Can I say this? The words you speak constantly paint a public picture of your inner self. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. When people call you, what is the first thing that you say? What's wrong? What's wrong is a response from things are going wrong again. Why don't you start with what's right? What's the good news? Amen? And be an optimist. I know there's a lot of negative things going on around us, but be an optimist. Turn to the person on the other side and just give them a big smile and say the Jesus way. I'm going to close. The good news is God wants you to be a vessel of honor. God wants you to be a vessel of honor. Sometimes let's declare the word of God more than anything else over people. The book of Hebrews says that we should pursue peace and holiness with all people. If that is our assignment just for this here, pursuing peace with all people, even the person that makes you angry, even the person that wants to fight with you, that wants to provoke you, pursue peace. And holiness with them. Can I have one amen, please? That <laughs> they make you that angry? The soup, peace and holiness. The enemy knows that when we say things, it's not what goes in it, what comes out, that defiles. When you read the rest of the scripture, Hebrews 12, verse 14, it says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest you fall short of the grace of God, a root of bitterness springs up, and it causes trouble, and by this many become defiled. When you are bitter in your heart, that's the root of bitterness, you'll defile with your mouth. When you defile with your mouth, do you want to drink from a dirty cup? No. So that's what the enemy wants to do. Wants to defile people. Think, never going to talk to that person again. I've heard about you, what people say about you. We defile ourselves often by what we say. 2 Timothy says, when it talks about vessels of honor, it says, a servant of the Lord should not quarrel, but be gentle to all. And I thought, If that is the assignment, pursue peace with all and be gentle to all, and we can just get one of those right in this here, we've achieved a lot. We achieved a lot. God wants peace because where there's peace, there's unity. Where there's peace, we can be of one mind, of one heart, of one spirit. That Jesus' way is to protect the unity. Protect the unity. Can we make a commitment to God to pursue peace? To be gentle? You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12 verse 13 that we've been baptized into one body. Baptized into one body. How do we become one? How, how does many cultures become one? We are baptized into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, Zulu, Tswana, Malawian, doesn't matter. Slaves or free, we have all been to drink into one spirit. This is what Christ came to do for us. But when the cup is defiled, you don't want to drink from that cup. Am I talking to the right people here? Some of you won't talk to certain people, won't greet certain people because of something ugly that somebody said about a person. Don't raise your hand, just double blink at me. Some of you won't let a certain pastor pray for you because of something you've heard about him. Galatians 3.27 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are one in Christ Jesus. This is the Jesus way. Paul was saying the Jesus way has got nothing to do with your background. Can I have an amen? Amen. The Jesus way has got nothing to do with your background, your socioeconomic status, your ethnic background, but it's about being baptized in Christ. Because when you are baptized in Christ Jesus, he's become the head. And it's then when every member can find its rightful place in the body of Christ, building itself up in love. It's being baptized with the Holy Spirit, with the fruits of the Spirit manifesting in our lives. Not just running after the works of God, seeking his works, but learning his ways. According to Galatians 5 verse 22, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And when we get to that place, The Jesus way is simply being baptized in Christ Jesus. When I say, Jesus, your way and not my way. When I start to view everything that I do and everything that I say in the light of God's word. And I align myself with this word. We said on earlier, you're the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God has made you and the breath of the Almighty gives you life. We are made in God's image and likeness. Maybe it was Moses. The Bible says when he met with Miriam and his brother, God said to them, my servant Moses, when he meets with me, is different than anybody else because I allow him to see my form. I allow him to see my form. Maybe that's what he saw in his wife. He saw God in her. I want to encourage you, when you look at people, see God in them. See Jesus in them. Hear Jesus in their voice. Because we are made in God's image. Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. The Jesus way is to be gentle to people. The Jesus way is to be kind to people. The Jesus way is to show love. For us to walk in love. For us to walk in forgiveness. The Jesus way, Luke 17 says, is that you're also going to get offended. But when you get offended, run to Jesus. The Jesus way is possible because we have the help of the Holy Spirit in our lives to pray every day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and help me to walk the Jesus way. See Allah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.